Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast, where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theaters. Your movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? And I am Colin. Today on the docket, get ready, we got Royal Hotel, The Exorcist colon Believer, Where Evil Lurks, and as promised last episode, The Mighty Paw Patrol. Is it When Evil Lurks? Where? Yeah. When Evil Lurks? It's a bad titled film. Yeah. It's a It's even longer in Spanish, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like that though. When Evil Lurks? Yeah. Okay. Um and the, those are the four movies uh we're talking about today. We are leading with an email we received. And if you're right now frothing at the mouth and you're like, "I wish I had an email that I could have led with." Well, I have great news. You have an opportunity to do just that. If you uh, email moviemasters760 at gmail.com, moviemasters760 at gmail.com, you too may have your uh, question read, just like our listener Fraka. He has a question, and I love this question. I'm happy to receive this question. I'm now happy to share it with the uh, rest of you. Fraka asks, what movie from our childhood or more recently uh, do we wish we could have seen in theaters first? He gives... The example of Spider-Man 2, which I'm uh, jealous that someone could not have seen that in theaters in a sense. Because <laughs> the, uh, he says he only started watching them around like Iron Man and Dark Knight era. Those were like, we started seeing movies, superhero movies in the theaters regularly. Uh, so it's this is a very, very rare in life that I get to uh, have like clout over someone, but I can say I did see the entire Spider-Man trilogy <laughs> in in theaters. I don't think I did. You know, you were you were missing out. I saw three a lot. Spider-Man three? Yeah, because there wasn't it wasn't memed that it was like a bad movie at the time. And like, you know, the culture in general around Spider-Man three wasn't where it is now, where like as soon as a trailer comes out, everyone's just like sucks. Lame, don't care. Were you convinced maybe you missed something? That's why you kept no, going back? I, I, I mean, I you like it. Okay, I, cool. I presently like and I past tense liked that movie. I just thought it was uh, really cool. Yeah. Uh, like, there's like a redemption story with the Sandman. Um, there's like uh, a lot to really like about that movie. I think it's a little, um, I, I disagree with the hate that it received, but because, uh, you know, we lived in a different time and I could form my own opinion about this movie. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I, I think at that point, the novelty of going to theaters, there's a point where a guilty pleasure becomes like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm in. And that yeah. was like around the time I was like, you know what's fun? You go to the theaters and you just watch these guys punch <laughs> each other and shoot webs. They got the Fantastic Four. They got a Ghost Rider. You just go to watch these movies. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> And I, from like early on, I was an early adopter of just going to watch. I'm probably part of the problem of why we're in this situation where we are now culturally, where there's too many of these movies coming out. Because I was like, dude, just go watch a superhero movie if it's in theaters. So I have my, uh, I have my, I, I would say stripes, but it's webs mm. for having seen. <laughs> but my question is, yes. So you've seen one and two before. Yeah. Did you see them multiple times or you just saw three in theaters? I th times? Like I said, it took, I think it, that by the time three happened, I was like, okay, 
There's a thing called a comic book movie, mm-hmm. and it fucking rocks. Yeah, so you sold you. And I'm in. And so I'm going to like go regularly. But I think before that, it was just like, oh, that was fun. Oh, okay. that was cool. Oh, Hulk? That was pretty cool. <laughs> Fighting an abomination? That's rad. Yeah, okay. okay. You know, but like, yeah, around the time of Spider-Man 3 was, not that that was the movie that switched it for me, but I was like, all right, this is just fun and silly, and I'm not going to pretend to feel bad about it anymore or apologize for liking these dumb movies. I also had one friend who would go to see them with me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, Saturday, what are we doing? <laughs> going to see Spider-Man 3 again, dog. <laughs> That's what we're doing. <laughs> are, are you back mostly to just one time watching them? Or, or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, I, and even then it's like, I, after you, after skipping a couple yeah. in the theater, it's, it stops being so like such an obligation. And I don't know. I, I, it's like it's you can't really talk about like oh the quality of these has gone to hell i know everyone's like mad at marvel movies now <laughs> but it's also like yeah i saw like both the fantastic four movies in the theater i don't give it yeah i can't yeah. like i don't hold these films in like high exalted right, spaces right. or just kind of like fun smears of <laughs> cg and characters vaguely resembling toys you played with as a kid you know i don't treat these like they're uh you know some something uh super important um so so yeah i can i can watch whatever now i don't care the second fantastic four is good no one says it's bad you're ta- you're thinking of the fan four stick the reboot is the one you like oh yes the second one is the one with galactus that doesn't have galactus in it. yeah silver oh, surfer no with silver surfer yes. <laughs> that's a really never rough mind one. that's when uh captain america is playing um dr or no, no human torch yeah, yeah human my torch. bad Oh wow! Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, this is the pre the pre MCU uh, world of right, comic right, book right, movies right. is unhinged and crazy, <laughs> and I kind of love it. Um, I don't know why I was talking for like twenty minutes about Spider Man movies. Oh, because he brought up um, he brought up Spider Man yeah, too. Said that, and I asked yes. you why three specifically, okay. not the other two. So I'm not just monologuing. Yeah, specifically. No, yeah. Which one is two though? Doc two Doc. Is, yeah. Then which one's one? Green Goblin. Uh, yeah, and two is kind of generally considered one of the greatest superhero movies of all time, and one that's kind of untainted by the post-franchisation. Like, if you're um, like a comic book movie snob and you double reverse contrarian take everything, you're like, Spider-Man Two was the peak. Everything else involving any kind of superhero movie after that sucks. Dark Knight sucks. All MCU movies suck. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man is okay, but (laughs) Spider-Man 2 is like a a very held little... And rightfully so. That's a fucking amazing film. Joey Diaz in that one? Mm Mm-hmm. You mess with... Yeah. You you mess with... You gotta get through me. Yeah. Then me. And me. Okay. (laughs) 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 Fucking pushes them all to the side. Uh, Fucking Doc Ock, motherfuckers. That's not a problem. Um, I, I I was thinking about this question, and I don't... I think, I don't know about in its time. Like if I'm trying to think of like current, I'm just, I'm just saying like movies I would like to see in theaters ultimately. And if I could see them like for the first time with fresh eyes, it would be really cool. And uh, I'm really into watching horror movies right now, of course. So that's what first comes to mind. Mm-hmm. And like Wicker Man, I've never seen in theaters and I would really like to because it's such like a slow burn film. Like I think I could pay attention to it better. Uh, but I think my my somewhat deep cut answer be uh, Hellraiser two, because that's also a very convoluted fucking movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, the more I see it as an adult, the more I understand it. But there's 
you know, you just start to zone out and you're just like, all right, yeah, cool. Is we're in hell. This is this is awesome looking. All right. Wait, who's that? Wait, why do I So I think if I could watch Hellraiser 2 in the theater, I would really uh enjoy it slash have enjoyed it. I don't know if I would have been ready for Hellraiser 2 when it came out originally, but if I could see it right now, I would really like to watch Hellraiser 2 Hellbound in the theater. Um, I have like a basic answer, I guess. If you're we're talking about going to the time period when it came out, it would be Exorcist, of course. Like, I want to know if people really were freaking out about it because I kind of read a couple of things that were saying people were freaking out about this new one, and obviously I don't believe it. Yeah. So I think that it was a bunch of um, marketing. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to trust stuff in the current day, you know, when, when there is, you know, the internet and social media. I don't marketing. believe that it was even like that in the 70s when the original one came out, but I'd like to be there and see. I think, isn't there footage of like movie theaters at that time? Like the Exorcist is out. That's like a big like news thing. I've seen, I have not like seen pictures the of people like after they've seen it, but yeah. I saw like pictures. People are like lined up down the street yeah. to go watch it. But maybe I saw something where they, there was like some lady like coming out and she's like fanning herself. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't seen anyone like passed out or whatever also she could have been hamming it up for the camera yeah i think you want to be like saturday 2 p.m like middle of the day regular kind of crowd so people aren't feeding off of each other yeah second or third weekend too oh you don't know they're paid actors yeah mm. Guys, this is scary, right? Whoa. I'm feeling faint. <laughs> oh, man, that guy's making a good point. I don't feel good either. <laughs> it's working. People are going to talk about this for like four decades. <laughs> I think um, I'm going to limit it to, you know, the era in which I could have gone to see movies and I didn't. I think uh, Raising Arizona, just because once my brother and I discovered that, on videotape, I mean, we just watched it all the time to the point where we learned almost every line and we could just sit at dinner annoying our parents just going through entire scenes. So Raising Arizona, and I don't, I don't know if I would have appreciated it at the time it came out. I might have been a little bit too young, but the game, the uh, Michael Douglas, Sean Penn movie, I, I still watch that and I, I marvel at it. I really like it. But I, I've always enjoyed Raising Arizona from the minute I saw it. And that was only like a couple of years after it came out. So probably, raise that. yeah, Raising Arizona. I, I'm going to have to do what uh, Justine did and go back in time. I hear the same thing about one of my favorite movies, uh, The Warriors. <gasps> like like to good. see what the fuck that was happening. Like yeah. what was happening there? Who's watching those movies? <laughs> That's a great answer. Have you seen it, like any re-releases of it in theater? No, sadly. Like I would love Weird, to just right? watch it. In a big screen. Yes. Yeah, Even now, I'd watch it of now. Of course, obviously. But I would like to see it in 79. Yeah. yeah. In New York City. Yeah, the my, Big Apple. My dad claims he's done that. Like, when that movie was out, he's like, <laughs> I saw it with my mom and my brothers. It was crazy. But he didn't tell me, like, because he's in Texas. So I don't think, like, there's big shits going on over there. But the he's stories like, I hear is that in New York, in places where there's actual gangs, <laughs> like, they're, like, in the theater watching these movies. <laughs> think your dad was a paid actor, though? <laughs> in 79 in like current year just oh now tell oh, him when he, he saw me when i was 13 <laughs> yeah. he was like uh yeah i saw it there was so many gang activity well here's the thing are you are you a fan of the film i am so it worked then oh, i did work see <laughs> i got to see the gentrified version of it like they did a reunion uh i want to say like 10 years ago or so it was like one of the big round number anniversaries and at coney island they had all of the actors that were still alive get together they had like a little like a small con, and then they had a screening of it. So that was that Did was they show cool. the special edition? 
with like the comic book. No, because no, sadly no. that's my first watch. Yeah, and I would just want to watch the OG, which is what. Yeah, they showed the OG. I uh, I have seen the OG before, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to tell you how I watched it because Colin is a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I would like to see the OG in uh, theaters and not the special edition. You wouldn't. I'm sorry. Would you steal a car? I wouldn't. Well, no, I can't steal a car. Would you steal a house? Give me. Where's the deeds? Okay. Well, then. (laughs) Where's the deeds? I'd steal a house if you could tell me. I'd like to change my answer to Mr. Deeds. (laughs) I did see Mr. Deeds at the year. You know, a lot of the the movies mentioned, um, there's a festival up in Los Angeles that tends to show them fairly regularly. I mean, they, they get together every October. It's called Beyond Fest. And yeah, a lot of like. Yeah, a lot of this stuff that they just showed up there because it doesn't get shown too often in theaters. So, sadly, I feel like any pleasure I would gain from watching these movies in a theater would be counterbalanced by the feeling of having my fingernails ripped out, which is how I feel every time I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) no, I've I've been to enough live events in Los Angeles to know not even like uh, no shade, no diss. It's just I would rather. be tortured to death. Oh, the worst shit is spend uh, one minute in that hellhole. Beyond Fest doesn't really have this as much anymore, but like any Q and A after a movie in Los Angeles is like it's either the best or the worst depending on your perspective in that given moment. I remember one time I went to see the Entertainer with Greg Turkington doing a Q and A afterward. And every Q&A in Los Angeles is like some iteration of, so if you were to give advice to like an aspiring actor, what would it be? And, and for Greg, he just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're, you're really selling me on this, I got to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, so uh, thank you to Fraka for the email. If you have, again, if you have any questions, hit us up at moviemasters seven six zero at gmail.com let us know if you want your name read on the air and we will uh we'll get to it and while we're plugging things i'll uh direct everyone over to our instagram account at official movie masters fun stuff over there speaking of fun stuff dylan yes (laughs) dylan what's up first oh well uh we got the royal hotel uh you know it's a movie about like two u.s backpackers uh hannah and Liv. And they take a job on a remote Australian pub, you know, for some extra cash and are confronted with a bunch of uh, what you would call unruly locals. And then the situation grows rapidly out of their control. That's what, that's what happened. That's what, that's what I got from that film. Okay. Yeah. What do you think of it? <laughs> I thought, um, I don't know. I thought it was fine. At least it happened in one spot. I guess they don't. They they leave at some point. Right. They'll say, yeah, they started a cruise and then they run out of money and they're like, we got to work. Yeah, but it mostly happens in that scary, yeah. that scary haunted hotel. Spooky hotel. Yeah. Like ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, those weren't ghosts. Those are just like regular. Like, oh, those are just snakes. <laughs> That's true. Snakes and people. You saw a remix version <laughs> where there were ghosts. <laughs> um, but no, I thought it was fine. Like, I, I really can't think of anything negative other than like, it's not as uh, heart racing as I thought it would be. I thought they did a good job with the heart racing part, like the tension. A lot in of it. tension and unease in a good way, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's safe to call this a thriller. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. I was I was kind of trying to mull over why I felt overall like dissatisfied with it, and overwhelmingly, I just feel like I'm being tricked in a sense because. I think, okay, how you do this, how how this movie would conventionally go. Well, it's just hostile. 
you show people who they're traveling and they're like, oh, we're in this place and there's a sense of unease and there's a sense of danger. And then you realize that danger and unease is because it's part of a human trafficking ring or they're cannibals or mm-hmm. the hills have eyes. You know, it's like rural creeps. It's kind of a rural creep thing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted, they're in Australia, which is kind of a whole nation of rural creeps. Yeah. And um, they're just like, you know, they're working working folks. They're, they were, a mine? Miners? Yeah, it's a mine. Yeah. So, and this is maybe just an aside or a personal thing, but it really doesn't work for me when Hollywood makes like just manual laborers, the bad guys. <laughs> if they are, they have to be like really bad or like, you know, be involved in something nefarious. But this is, this movie is just like, there. it's a mining town. So you it's all yourself though, dudes. Australians. Yeah, for sure. But it's like, I don't know. I don't, it, it just feels inherently like, what do they call it? Punching down, right? Where you're like, you are a, you like, there are, you are a Hollywood filmmaker. You're okay. making, you're successful. You're college educated, etc. This filmmaker wasn't this, this, wasn't this an entirely Australian production or is it the director? What's her name? Kitty? Is yeah. she American? No. Well, she lives in America now, but she was from Australia. Oh, okay. And uh, I kind of looked into it cause I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, he's fucking yeah, ivory, yeah, yeah. ivory tower pricks. And then it's like, yeah, yeah she's a, <laughs> but no, she, I, her dad owns a bar growing up so it's like oh. i don't know there's, i'm sure there's something to be said there and she did she's some, working some things out yeah she did yeah. some traveling she did she did like a documentary on uh the feminine movement over in the ukraine and eastern europe like you know 10 years ago so she, yeah so you know okay so i'll give you that you've been through some stuff but it's still like i don't know i don't like to see hollywood people essentially making fun of working class people <laughs> like treating them as caricatures and granted they're the bad guys in this movie i th- well i think like even our protagonists weren't well developed especially the live character yeah i think that might be part of why you felt dissatisfied and also like the the ending i was sitting next to you and i kind of remember feeling the same or like kind of feeling the same energy where i was just kind of like oh all right yeah i mean you have to have some kind of it's a whole it's a whole lot of nothing because it is a lot of sizzle yeah. and no steak because there again I will to credit where credit's due like there is a sense of unease you feel how unsafe yeah. that the uh, girls working at this bar feel but um there's there's like some number of things again we're 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 in mid October so it's all horror movies all the time yeah there's only a certain amount of dumb decisions a character in a horror movie can make exactly before you're like okay. You walk down the thing that says, don't go down there. Everything right. is bad about this. You're watching this movie and it's like, uh, yes, the men who are accosting these women are acting horribly. Mm-hmm. They are bad. They are the bad guys. They are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you did volunteer. You are- Why are you here? Why did you walk yeah, into this pit? Of, yeah, there's a lot to the premise. A bad yeah, guy. It would be yeah. great if we lived in a world where you could just be a traveling college girl and be like, oh, it'll be fun. We'll work in a bar with minors and they'll all respect us and treat us right. <laughs> like legitimately, that would be cool. But that's not like the world we live in and you, the viewer, know that. So yeah. you see them walking into this den of vipers that's clearly labeled, this is a den of vipers. Yeah. And then they walk in and there's snakes everywhere. They're yeah. like, ah. I'm gonna we're gonna tough it out. And you're like, yeah, bro, no. <laughs> so and I, I I know it's like a conscious choice on the filmmaker's part to just show the ambient um sense of violence that looms for any woman in daily life or whatever. Yeah. But this isn't daily life and this isn't a regular circumstance. And another way you would do this movie is, you know, you would show like 
a struggling working mom and she needs to stay in this job and the job sucks, but there you, you understand why she needs to stay in it. And it's just an illustration of how someone in that situation has to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's like, we're not given enough backstory on these characters to know why they, why they are would, yeah. doing this vacation, traveling yeah. ill-prepared without money so that they have to put themselves in these situations. What One of the girls is even like, Oh yeah, I'm like a biz. I like, graduated college i'm a business major i could so it's like so you could be doing anything you're mm-hmm. gonna be great why are you electing <laughs> to do this and yeah, then, for weeks yeah and again <laughs> it's not i it's i'm not unaware of this idea of victim blaming that's going on here but that's not this movie that's not the parameters yeah. of this movie is like oh they just are poor and innocent and in this unfortunate situation no, they're dumb. And at some point in any film, in under any circumstances, when you see enough to, dumb decisions being made, you're like, I don't care about you. <laughs> I think the part where they lost me is there's a there's a point where uh, the owner of the bar, and I guess it's maybe his wife, but like you know the the owner gets injured, has to go to the hospital. I think we'll, I'll call her the wife. Decides that she's gonna drive him, but says you know hey. I left money for you in the till. You know what I mean? Like, there's money for the 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 booze delivery guy. I'm out of here. I'm done with this shit. Right. And then I think after that, yeah, like one of the guys from the the cruise comes by. It's like, okay, just get in the car and leave. Like, just go. You have the money. Yeah. You, you your goal was to work this job for the money. You the got money's the money. in the till. She told you it's yours. You have a guy that's coming to ostensibly pick you up. Well, they all they had to get wait the two. They had to wait two days after that point for a bus. Was the premise. And but then the, she gets the guy to come out, right? Uh, I think they, they he's just out. And even still, even if I were to buy the fact that you need to wait two days for a bus to come, yeah, lock those doors, yeah, stay inside. you have the money. <laughs> Instead, they kind yeah. of throw a rager, right? And obviously, things go south. And yeah, yeah it's uh, I don't know, it's just again, the tone is well done, it's well constructed, but I just feel like it's missing some kind of crucial foundational elements necessary for me to care is that fair to say (laughs) i realized while i was watching this that one of my least favorite genres of film is people just on vacation yeah here's some girls they're drinking wine in a on a lounge chair Mm -hmm. i don't i don't care (laughs) i'm not friends with them and i'm not there why am i spending 20 minutes watching them do stupid stuff (laughs) just privileged people just hanging out yeah, <laughs> on screen. No, but they're poor. They're, they're so in. poor. They're not. They're even backpacking. Poor. Yeah, they're and so poor. <laughs> I, I one hundred like legitimately. I don't understand this movie. What I mean by that is, why are they there? Because they're on vacation. Yeah, they were... but they ran out of. They didn't run out of money completely. They just want more money. But they were on a cruise, and then all of a sudden, they're at like some. I don't know, like temp agency yeah what but the hell? in australia and they're not australian so how are they getting work in australia all right well i'm glad you asked it was like a work program where you could travel and work but the only work that they would really give girls was working behind a bar and it was based on a documentary which is a real event and they were actually finnish which is kind of amusing to me that there's two finnish girls because when i think of finland i think of like the most bland humorless people on the planet when i think of australians i think of like the tasmanian devil so i that just makes it funnier to think about like go blimey you love you and then so she's oh okay i'll cure you and 
alcoholic beverage. <laughs> and so it <laughs> makes that contrast even funny. I haven't seen the documentary. Again, I, I, I read up on this. So it was real. And the, they, but they, the two girls in the real life, they got robbed. So they did not have any money. They could not okay. continue their journey. So they went to this work for travel thing, uh, which was Why in place. Why not do that in the movie? Well, yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying is they didn't really give you any reason. Because without that, oh, then it just seems like, why are you here? And e- even then, and like, I don't mean to, I don't know if this sounds bougie or what, but if you're like, let's just go travel and then you get robbed. Like you should, if you're electing to go travel like that, have someone you can call back home, yeah. like an emergency thing set up. And if you don't, then that I think constitutes a dumb decision right? because in, in real life that this is based on these girls go to work at this place, these two Finnish girls and the thing, things that transpire in the movie more or less happen to them, just like the constant leering and, you know, probably some stuff that was, would have been grosser to actually film. Um, and one of them like had diabetes and had to go to the hospital. <laughs> like, can you imagine if that happened in this movie? Yeah. Um, so it does happen. And that program did exist. It stopped existing probably because of the stuff that happened in, um, life. <laughs> but they were traveling in Australia. Yeah. And Australia had a program where they'd be like, oh, you need, you need yeah. some money. We'll give These you a girls thing. were on a cruise. Right. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> They're in this office trying to get a job in Australia. <laughs> yeah. And it makes no sense. I think I would have believed it more if it said based on a true story before the movie started. Yeah, it said based yeah. on a based on a documentary. Oh, based on a documentary. Yeah, at the end. <laughs> and they didn't burn they didn't burn it down at the end. I don't think. That was a fun twist in this movie. That ended somehow, right? That was her working that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In all fairness, yeah, I could see it as being a, a kind of catharsis on the filmmaker's part, yeah. which you know, respect and everything, but it also kind of, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't like, I don't care about you traveling. <laughs> and if you're traveling and if you're traveling in poor, you should be tough and smart. <laughs> and if you're traveling in rich, go home. then go home. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a, this isn't a, good way of putting it, yeah. a case where it's like, again, I have only horror on the brain. I'm sorry, folks. Haunted house. Oh my God. Our house is haunted and we live here. That sucks. This bad thing is happening to us, and we're at the place we're supposed to be. When someone is at some place they're not supposed to be and don't need to be, and something as bad is happening to them, I feel like it makes them far less sympathetic characters, just based on like decisions. I mean, again, as there was like moments where they are given personality and stuff, there was some development as far as characters. I don't feel like they were one note per se, or would they were particularly dislikable, but. When you do dumb shit constantly and the whole premise is dumb mm-hmm. and everything is dumb, I just don't, I can't care despite whatever craft is put into the film. Yeah, I don't know what the goal was to have you feel about the lead girl because okay, you're seeing these girls, you're watching them do stuff you don't care about for like 40 minutes and then they start working at the job and then things start getting bad, but they keep putting themselves in these bad situations and then what what you what, like what's the payoff what you really wanted is for this to become a horror movie yeah and instead you're just watching this girl i guess standing up for herself that but that's the only thing that you get out of it and when you've already been watching her do dumb stuff and you're like I, whatever it's too late you know <laughs> you kind of don't care about that and i guess that's that's why those movies do go that way because it's it's almost like an experiment like oh what if 
you know, in, in uh, yeah, Hills Have Eyes or some kind of like rural creep situation. Like, what if they're not part of an organization or cannibals or, you know, kidnapping? What if it's just what women have to go through? It's like, yeah, you don't do that movie because it's wildly unsatisfying to watch. Um, doesn't have like a narrative payoff, I guess. Yeah, all of the high marks for the movie center around, yeah, like what it represents versus sure. what it is. Sure. You know? yeah. And yeah. You know, you, you need a you need a goddamn plot. You need a third yeah. act. Yeah. It can't just be like you're going like the little lady said something. About, hey, you're going into this minor town. It's going to be really rough. There's a bunch of minor guys and there's no girls. And you're like, oh, that's going to suck. And then they go there, and it kind of sucks about the way you would figure exactly how you. Would <laughs> that, yeah. And there's no again, no one yeah. like grows a mutant head or anything like that. It's just like, yeah, that's why you really really shouldn't do those. Put yourself in those kind of places if you're not prepared for that. It sucks unfortunate but there's a cool alternative which is fucking stay home i'm kind of curious if you know because the the lead actor or actress julia i forget her last name but like she's a powerhouse in ozark so i'm wondering if there was like maybe this assumption that she was just gonna put in this like incredible performance from like a an okay script right or something you know like because it it was just kind of like if you're familiar with that show you have this expectation when you see her on the screen she's gonna knock this out of the fucking park you know what i mean so then yeah to have it in something that doesn't involve the ozark writers you know it's just kind of like oh okay so this is her still trying but it's like she's kind of limited by what's on the page here right yeah i was wondering where that other girl was from she's from iron fist remember his girlfriend Oh Jesus! Oh wow! You talk about a, was it one of the rare superhero movies I did not see in? Or no, that's a show. Yeah, oh. a Netflix show. Oh boy! Wow! Remember that? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, have we done enough on this? I did like it. Yeah, I just didn't get. Um, I don't know. In my head, I thought it was going to be a serial killer thing, and that was my uh, whole my my just... whole mindset. After uh, he goes up to the stairs and she's like, "Oh shit!" and that was it. But yeah. I was like, oh, he's just he's just an asshole. But yeah, yeah. lots of inconsistency. I did I did like the movie though. Uh, I just didn't get. Maybe I'm just like uh, <clears throat> just tough guyed out. I'm just buff and big <laughs> and not scared of anyone <laughs> else really. So I'm just like, oh, just punch him, dude. Yeah, Fuck, beat the shit out of that guy. Sock that a, fool up. Who gives a fuck? How He's I like it. drunk coming down the hallway. Tell him to leave. Yeah, fucking front <laughs> kick him down the stairs. Yeah, exactly. that Push been him done. down. That's just how I, that's yeah. how I watch movies. Yeah. Fucking beat the shit out of Jason. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> you guys aren't even trying. Yeah. The Terminator is just a fucking walking. robot. Walk up to him and beat the shit out of him. Try. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I watch these films. Any movie, really. Paw <laughs> Patrol. Yeah, my just walk uh, up to him and punch him in the face. Yeah, my big fat Greek wedding, dude. There's a guy outside your window. Get the fuck out there and beat the shadow. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, I saw call, you back call there. Him. Where the fuck are you? Call him out. Dude, Put up your brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I did like the film. I would have just done different. I well, me personally, I would have just done done yeah. the thing differently. But you would have made a movie. <laughs> no, I meant like I would have uh, just Had fought a story, fought men. Oh. <laughs> You know, there were there were several times when I was like, "Oh, is it gonna go this way?" And then I was let down. Yeah. yeah. One of the first ones is when so they finally get there, and then the lady picks them up, and she's like, "Oh, I have all my papers for whatever, whatever, and our health insurance." And she's like, "Whatever, get in the car." And I was like, "Oh, she's not even the person they're supposed to be yeah, meeting course. there." Yeah. No. It's like a thought experiment again. It's like, what oh, if yeah. <laughs> all of those things in the movies that happen that you would constitute yeah. plot? What if they just you just take them out. 
Yeah, it's probably not a good thing if you're rewriting the movie <laughs> while you're watching it. Yeah. Well, in lieu of a movie, you have to sort yeah. of invent these yeah. things. Yeah. Or in lieu of plot or whatever. I don't know. I'm sick of shitting on this movie. Grand Royal Hotel? Yeah, the, the Royal, Royal Hotel. Hotel. The Royal Hotel. Are we checking in or are we going to check out? Um, I d- don't check in. I don't think this is a good movie. There's some rewarding elements to it, but you can also have those rewarding elements in movies that have plots and stories and stuff. And this is just a little unnecessary in my book. Uh, don't check in. Burn it down. Was it even a hotel? It's not even a hotel. No. I think there's there's rooms above, but people don't stay there. It's I like guess. service quarters. And not even the owners live there. Yeah. They live in the trailer in the parking lot. Or I, think the the, front of the place. I think the bar is just called the Royal Hotel. Because it does say it on the building. It used to be a hotel, and now it's just a pub. But anyway, it's not a hotel anymore. Um, this movie is nothing you would want in a movie. <laughs> it is like parts of movies you might be interested in. If you're like an A24 teen and you want to see kids <laughs> on vacation looking at each other lovingly at a swimming hole, then this has that. But then it also has other stuff that you wouldn't want. It's also very boring. It's like an hour and a half, and I felt like I was there for forever. Do you feel like you should thank the director for um, showing the plight that women go through every day? You know, as a woman... Yes. ...who goes through plight... You're welcome. ...every day... Um, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> On behalf of the director, you're welcome for telling yeah. your story. Yeah. Thank you. Now I know not to go <laughs> on a cruise and spend all my money mm. on, on alcohol... And then go work in a mining town at a bar where I've never worked before. Okay, so then it worked. You know, good job. Yeah. Um, it's it's weird. Like I definitely bagged on it and shit on it here, but I remember enjoying the build while it was happening. It just it just didn't pay off, and then there was just like character issues that I I didn't really like. I mean, like they didn't develop a lot of the characters. So if you are going to check in, uh, have the expectations of like an hourly hotel. You're not getting uh, great service and you might get some, some kind of communicable disease. There, there are some positives to it, but it's, uh, it doesn't stick the landing. Uh, I'm going to check in. I'm going to hang out. I'm going to lend my lighter that has some big old, Tiggle bitties on there. Bazongas. Yeah. And be like, hey, I'm a miner, bro. Can you say that in an Australian accent, please? Which one? Though everything you just said. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm a miner. I don't know how to fucking do that. <laughs> how do you say miner in Australia? Miner. Miner? Yeah, fucking cunt. I'm a yeah, you fucking miner. You're going to be screaming, but it's like 4 a.m. over here. There's a baby next door. A little baby. Yeah, a little Keep fucking joey miner. from the dangos. <laughs> There was, cool. there was a yeah, kangaroo. There was a kangaroo. Were, that was they sick. were begging for one kangaroo, and they, they showed up. In all fairness, they went away. Would do the same. <laughs> I do like uh, whenever they show gas station bathrooms. The keys are always like <laughs> comically large. Oh, uh, and it just yeah. comes with bullshit attached. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Because I think in that other one of oh. an age, yeah, when they go to a bathroom, don't they have something like that? Or am I just thinking of a oh, different man. movie? You might be right. Yeah. I don't remember. I could be thinking of another thing. What's up next, Dylan? Oh, well, we got the uh, Exorcist Believer, or what you called it earlier, Exorcist colon Believer. Is there uh, a colon? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Is it like the Exorcist 5, the Believer? It's no, just it's Exorcist just colon Believer. Colon Believer. It's kind of like how Halloween, Halloween colon kills, and then Halloween ends. 
Um, is it is it colon kills and I it think just it's ends? Just kill. All right. I, don't I, don't I like to think that there's a colon for no reason, <laughs> and then on Halloween ends, there's no colon. It's like a sentence. <laughs> It'd be fucking cool yeah. to do a movie that's just like Halloween colon <laughs> and nothing. Real movie. <laughs> anyway, here's a uh, here's what I wrote down. Um, my own words. Like uh, when these two girls disappear into the woods. And they like returned three days later with no memory of what happened to them whatsoever. The father of the one girl seeks out Chris McNeil, which uh, you might remember from the first movie. Uh, if you remember the first movie, she has been uh, forever altered by what happened to her daughter from the first movie 50 years ago. But anyway, as the title suggests, there is a believer and there are some exorcisms happening. Who's the director again? Oh, it's... Uh, David Gordon Green. People don't like that guy, right? I love that guy. I know, but the consensus is... Well, they're still mad at him for the Halloween movies. Yeah, a bunch of plebs hate him. Yeah. Fucking real deal fucking cinema heads love that guy. I, I, I did like that Halloween movie last year. <laughs> Not in in no small part due to the, the, the immense triggering that happened to uh, Funko Pop collectors. <laughs> and, and then he did, he did Pineapple Express and Your Highness. Pineapple Express is a fucking banger. I'm not going to let the dis- besmirched legacy of some of these actors involved in that movie sully my uh, good feelings towards Pineapple Express. It was of its time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I-, I think I'm fine with this guy's movie. I think he makes slop, right? But I never blame the director for making slop. I blame the audience for gobbling it up. And you keep fucking gobbling up this guy's movie, so you can't really complain about him, I feel. But I, uh, I I walked away from this one feeling okay about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the con- the consensus is that it's bad, right? From what I hear, people don't like it. Yeah, it's getting torched out there. I uh, we watched me and Justine. We watched every almost every Exorcist movie leading up to it. We watched four and a half. Yeah, this is so. How like, many are there? Six, including this one, okay. technically. But uh, uh, so Exorcist Exorcist one is the Exorcist. By the way. All cards on the table. Fucking 10 out of 10 movie. Like, it is that bitch. I know everyone's sick of fucking hearing about how you need to see The Exorcist. I don't give a shit. 10 out of 10. Um, Exorcist 2, I may have seen for the first time this year. Terrible. Um, really boring. Uh, Exorcist 3 is fucking awesome. Because mm-hmm. it's done... The writer of the... Possibly the book that the first yes. one's based on is like, give me a movie. They're like, I don't want to give you a movie. It has to be an Exorcist movie. Like, fine, I'll make an Exorcist movie. It is like tangentially an exorcist movie. <laughs> they like, all right, show the stairs. Okay, back to this cop. <laughs> it's so it's like a police procedural. Yeah, he is, a, is an author. Yes. Was an author. And he wrote the book that the first exorcist movie is based on. And then he also wrote a book on which the third exorcist movie is based, but is a just a different book. Yeah. It's just a book <laughs> that he wrote. So and then to- he was like, okay. Exorcist yeah. three. Let me just connect these two. <laughs> and made a movie of the book he made or he wrote. But it's like 1990. It's it's post Hellraiser. It's all Dutch angled out. It's fucking cool. It's creepy. any movie based on a scam. Yeah, you know, like the actual creation of that movie. I'm I'm down. It's pretty cool. And it's ever, it's like the mo- a brutal case of same voice. Like everyone talks yeah. exactly the same. And it's like you know I I know everyone. It, there's a, there's culture wars happening on the big screen right now. They 
And you, did you hear it? They made the little mermaid black. How dare they? Yeah. Listen, you want to watch what happens when a dusty asshole man is in charge of everything. It is all dusty asshole men. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to look into what uh, what it would look like in a in a time when representation wasn't was legitimately not an afterthought. <laughs> right. Watch some Exorcist three, which a bunch of dusty old men talk the same. Now it gets complicated as shit okay. because there's. Exorcist the beginning. Exorcist colon the beginning. 2004? Oof. That's a prequel. Like, hey, did you ever wonder, you know, in the Exorcist where they find a bunch of weird shit on the ground? Uh-huh. Ever wonder how that weird shit Never. got on the ground? Not once. Okay, well, here's a movie about it. Yeah, oh, okay. it didn't do well? Well, we're going to redirect it. We're going to change it up midstream. It's going to turn out to be not really salvageable. So we're going to make a whole new movie. <laughs> And that is Exorcist Dominion, which is 2005. Dominion, colon, the prequel to The Exorcist. (laughs) Yes. So they are both literally the same movie, like based on the same script, but like radically different takes. The same lead, right? Mostly the same people. There was like a couple of people they couldn't get back or recast, but it's the same movie. Yeah. Like same set, same (laughs) costume, same and the consensus is Dominion is the slightly better of the two, but still not good, which I'll agree with. It's slightly better than How many the years other apart one. were those? Two? Like the next year. Yeah. They were like made oh at the same God. time. They're like, oh, this isn't turning out good. Let's bring in a guy and fix it. And they're just like, ah, fuck it. Just release the one that we got made so far. And then they're like, ah, shit, it didn't do good. We'll put the good one out. And then they, they took did. a mulligan. It's crazy. No, they just put it all out there. They just dropped trow. <laughs> They just let you see what they were about. Atrocious CG. Oh, the best. It's psychotic. It's I insane. I like the CG. Those it's fucking so hyenas. Oh, you've seen it? Yes. You've seen it? It's, it's all most of it. So Damn, bro. really did not see the actual exorcist part. I left before that happened. Long, pre- <laughs> long preamble to say, it's not like these movies have some pristine like no. tradition or like no one's ever touched this before now. It's been run through. Okay. Like this is not sacred ground we're working on. Obviously, again, can't stress this enough. The first exorcist is that bitch. There's nothing you can add. Again, it was exorcist the heretic shat all over it. You know, arguably more than this one did. Anyways, I am the good thing about this movie, I'm going to give it some praise that I'm not hearing anyone say. Um, I think it's shot a lot of, in the same way that the first one is. It's a lot of quick cuts, not like um, Michael Bay quick cuts, but like in the way that the mm-hmm. first exorcist yeah. is. It moves really fast kind of only showing you elements that build characterization or that kind of play into the story like you're kind of getting just the essentials in what is really a long drawn out kind of complicated story with a lot of moving parts and they're just showing you the essentials and moving it along and this movie is kind of shot in a similar way you're just getting like some crazy shit cut to something else cut to something else it's not add it's telling the story it's just telling it in a really fast-paced way um, I think what it builds up to, which is the exorcism moment, right? Because you got these two girls in the woods, they come back, they're possessed. Hey, are they possessed? Yeah, it turns out they're possessed. Okay, how do we unpossess them? You get to the finale, right? And to me, that's kind of where it falls apart. Yeah. Everyone's like, we got to have these, everyone of these different walks of faith has to come together. So it's kind of a collectivist mentality, kind of a U-N-I-T-Y, uh, peace on the streets kind of thing. Benetton. Uh, yeah, because they got, because the the one, the daughter, one, they're both the kids are possessed. One of the dads is a hardcore atheist. The other guy is like a hardcore Christian type. So it's like, obviously they're at odds and they have to figure out how to come together to, and then everyone is kind of working in the best interest. It isn't too cartoonish 
like, don't you bring that voodoo around me. Like, <laughs> they don't really bother with that. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, what the fuck do we do? We got to get this right. guy. Yeah, in. we'll try right. everything. Let's yeah, throw everything we'll, at the fucking wall. Well, let's bro. go. Bring let's that lady go. with the sage, whatever. Get her. So, yeah. yeah, it's a good message, I think, about like kind of people working together for the greater good. And um, at some point, though, the rubber needs at the road and you need to show me some crazy shit. And you can't show me throwing up the, the green. The green pea soup. You can't throw me, show me that. You can't show me head spinning around. We got to see some new stuff. Yeah. When you do all the legwork, and this, they did a lot of legwork. They built it up. They got us to a point where it's like, and now you show us the demons acting all crazy because you kind of have to do that. And I feel like they kind of shat the bed there. I don't feel like it was really like visceral or didn't really get disgusted. Yeah. Or whatever it needed to be, it wasn't. And eventually, really, technically, they don't exercise them um because the demons are like you have to choose between one of us one of us goes to hell and one of us is gonna live and everyone's like fuck that we're working together and it's like all right cool and then of course like um the the conservative dad he's got to be the bad guy right he's like i choose my daughter and they're like ha 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 you fool spoilers (laughs) (laughs) kind of assume something like that would happen they don't really do the power of christ compels you bit and then they get zapped out on one hand, there's like kind of a bit of hope in the terms of like, oh, everyone's going to work together for the common good. But it's kind of a dark, cynical ending, right? Yeah. I texted Colin like the day after because I had to like really sleep with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn. Like, in the movie, so that la- that girl dies. And like uh, the way they showed you is like they she ends up in the in the place that she was trying to summon all these ghosts or whatever spirits she's like mom i choose you <laughs> that gets dragged down like by like in the water like by demons or some shit and you're just like oh she literally goes to hell that sucks <laughs> this like fucking 11 year old dies <laughs> and then goes to hell she wasn't even trying to talk to anybody yeah, the other girl was trying to talk to her mom yeah and it was it wasn't shocking or anything i was more like bummed yeah okay <laughs> i was like damn that's like a bummer for that girl dude that sucks well yeah. yeah the way you would do it is you'd show the demon getting her and she's dragging to hell and then they do like one last round of power of christ compels you or whatever arc they need Flash to go through humanity. or yeah. the guy who didn't believe starts believing and that resurrects the daughter yep. there's like something like that you could do but they don't do that yeah she just dies and they show you Getting dragged to hell. <laughs> and I'll give you, in the first movie, you know, uh, the legacy of which this is based on, uh, the actual exorcist dies. You know, you don't get to see, like, the hero triumph over yeah. Pazuzu in that one. It, the first one does have some pretty dark elements, but Linda Blair lives, like, full on. In fact, she's yeah. still alive in this film. Yeah. Wah, wah, wah. But also, in the first one, she's a child, so they would have killed, like, a, what... 14 year old <laughs> yeah it would have yeah. been fucking crazy but in this one they kill like a middle schooler <laughs> like legit she dies <laughs> and huh. dies and goes to hell hell is real and your daughter is there because uh she messed around with some like seance shit yeah and oopsie you didn't pray hard enough and now you're you didn't get dead. baptized ha ha <laughs> it's you dumb. fucked up you <laughs> fucked up but you in the in the but they show that the the girl that lives was the already blessed yeah, she's before doing, birth. She's doing fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, and I'll 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 give uh something else I remember noticing in the movie. Uh that David Gordon Green guy, yeah, based on the Halloween movie that I saw his the last one, he does a good job with like suburban exploration. Like find like the kids they go into the woods and they find this weird little spot and it's like 
Uh, he must have just spent a lot of time just roaming around <laughs> as a kid. Yeah, and, I think he lived in Virginia with Danny McBride and stuff, like kind of like where yeah. I lived for a while. So yeah, that's what she would do. Yeah, so yeah. it's like it's kind of cool to see someone convey that feeling uh, on screen. And I, you know, you got that in uh, Halloween. He's lurking under the mm-hmm. sewers and just riding his. Does he ride a bike in that one or some shit? Or does he walk everywhere? He's all over the town. So that's something of his movies that I like. But yeah, I guess uh, he's not afraid to to go dark on the endings. But I don't know that that makes for a better movie at all. He, I, I realize he kills a fucking four-year-old in that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or you're six-year-old. a David Gordon Green movie. Yeah, you're a little you, kid. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah, just... Read the script. Yeah, come back for the next uh, <laughs> yeah. installment. <laughs> um, I dislike this movie. I think all full dislike. I, think I dislike it. I it's a it's unfortunate because I I agreed at the beginning like the setup and stuff is pretty cool. The girls look great. Yeah, when they get in demon yeah, form. Yeah, when they're in demon form. But um, a lot of it is not good. Like. Ellen Burstyn's character, the, Reagan's mom, comes back and does like a seven-minute monologue. <laughs> like the entire part where there's the exorcism happening. It's cool in the first movie because you're like witnessing the exorcism. You're seeing them fight the demon. In this one, they're just kind of, there's not any fighting. You don't feel like there's no demon that they are d- directly talking to. Well, all the crazy stuff that the demon does in the first movie happens when they're exercising them, or most of it. So that's how you balance it out. Uh, Reagan, when the exorcist gets there, is has already been freaking out and doing weird yeah, stuff. Yeah, but the, the, the she's puking at him and head turning around. Yeah, that's but that's all not during the exorc- exorcism. Yeah, yeah. He's like talking to her during the exorcism. Oh, she's like levitating out. and she's all like out of it. And still stuff. crazy stuff. Yes, yeah, crazy stuff. Bed. But they're interacting and right. he's like getting to know the demon. In this one, it's like there's no demon that they're talking to. They're just like. Don't be possessed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? You right. know, you have Wait, no. I would assume that, yeah, because that's kind of like what makes the first one so good or part of it. So there's just no, no interaction whatsoever with the actual demon and the exorcist. Not that, like, Weird. they're just possessed. You don't even know by what or by Oh, come whom. on. Yeah, if anything, the girls, like, talk to the other people, not, like, the priest or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's they're like, like, oh, there's your nurse. I know your fucking dead child on board's name. I know secrets about you. And yeah. They're like, oh, that's pretty messed up. They uh-huh. pray on you. Yeah, there's no, like, what's your, like, I got to name you, so on, so yeah, forth. Yeah, which is, like, the whole the whole thing is, like, you want to see somebody fighting somebody else and winning. Yeah. yeah. And the fi- that's kind of, when I, when, I, when I think when I say, like, the, the crazy demon stuff, that's it. There's no, like, it's not very satisfying, the, the fighting part. No. Yeah. They're just, like, sitting in a chair. And um, I got to say, I don't, I don't want to be that guy, but... For all the like Jesus movies we've watched, this was high up there on how <laughs> Jesus movie it is. Like I was thinking while it was happening, while they're like holding hands and saying like Christian stuff, not even yeah. like the Catholic stuff that you accept as being demon fighting. Yeah. This is just like a worship service yeah, <laughs> that you're like important. sitting there watching yeah. these people holding hands and you know, saying prayers and stuff. And it's like, okay, can we move this along? You don't buy that that's fighting a demon because that's not, you know. It's not horror movie language. Right. <laughs> and I, I also was uh, optimistic because suddenly they bring in this, like, I forgot what she calls herself, but an alternative uh, religion person. Right. She brings in, yeah, like herbs and things from the earth and stuff. And she's 
kind of a more, I don't know, spiritual yeah. <laughs> rather than a, a strictly religious person. And I'm like, oh, are they going to do that? Or like yeah. bring out some voodoo dolls and yeah, shit. Yeah. And like, you know, <laughs> something different where it's like, this is a different kind of demon or, you know, that yeah. stuff doesn't work or you guys don't believe enough or something like that. And and so when they bring them all together and I was like, oh, is it her, ma- her magic that's going to win out? No priest comes in they're like oh thank goodness the priest is here he's gonna fix it all and then he doesn't but yeah. like everyone i don't know i don't know who who wins who is who are we supposed to see as like being the thing that triumphs over because nothing does you just have to sit through these people praying and stuff for like an hour and then it doesn't even go anywhere and by the by the movie's own rules they don't win yeah, so all you've done is sit there and listen to people pray yeah. and not get to watch the girls do anything crazy because they're strapped down to a chair. I feel like we're, we're 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 talking about the same movie we just were talking about. Where it's like, yeah, you didn't uh, have a movie, you didn't really have a satisfying closer here. Yeah, I was disappointed. I, I was I actually had pretty high hopes because I hate watching trailers and actively right, trying right. to avoid them. But we ended up seeing one. And um, I was like, you know what? That looks kind of creepy. That's that's kind of exciting. I remember a degree of optimism. Yeah, you heading into it. For yeah, the trailer and the and the posters and stuff. It, it was really disappointing to me. So, overall, does the power of Christ compel you to go to the theater, <laughs> or does the power of Christ compel you to stay home and just rewatch uh, the, the 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 classic OG? Um, I I I despite my best self, I did like the movie to some extent or enough to not regret watching it. I wouldn't call it bad, but I know it is. <laughs> I got a, I got a sense of a good movie out of it, but I know it's a piece of shit and I'm not going to be like <laughs> contrarian enough to be like, no, it's actually good. Um, but I did enjoy it and I feel kind of bad about it. I'm sorry. It's the season. You know? I won't, the power of Christ compels me. To go to watch it. I don't think the power of Christ will compel you. No. And you know what? Like, you walk the walk. Because, like, you, you told me, you said, hey, look, man. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had some other engagements. Like, I could only see a limited amount of movies this weekend. You said, listen, I enjoyed it. You probably won't. <laughs> and yeah. you were honest about it. So I said, okay, then I'm going to prioritize these other two. Yeah. Right. Well, the power of Christ does not compel me. Mm. This movie does not know my true name. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to go hang out with Pazuzu and them. We're having a good time. The old school fool. Yeah. And this movie, <laughs> where is this one? Rank. Number one, obviously number one. Number yes. three, obviously number two. Right. Oh, uh, I thought you were saying this was number one. <laughs> I was like, so the other ones suck. I, don't, what? I have this above number two. I have this. Uh, yeah. Above t- two is at the bottom. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then. So uh, it's one, three, five. <laughs> one, one, three, believer. Oh, you think this one? Yeah, I would say one, three, believer, um, heretic, uh, dominion beginning. Wow, that's messed up. Dominion. <laughs> it's one, three, dominion. This one, <laughs> then of, beginning, and then heretic. You just like those CGI jackals. I like that authoritative yeah, tone know. that you took over your ass right there. <laughs> you were wrong. This is the order. <laughs> The heretic over the dominion? Heretic. Oh, wait. No, heretic's at the bottom. Okay, never mind. Dominion is third. I'm, it's so mean to put the for those weird prequels above <laughs> heretic. I know. But I would rather be fantastically stupid than just kind of boring. Yeah. Um, The 
power of Christ will compel me to go watch the film. I thought the girls were good. I thought the makeup stuff was good. Especially, I had to like look it up because it really, I thought they were going to show more of it, but they didn't. When they were like in the sewer and they were like all white faced out yeah. screaming. And they that was like their Pazuzu cut screen. I had to just look at it and be like, damn, that's good. Kind of wish they looked like that, but they, you know, put it upside down, cross carved into yeah. the girl's head. That's fine. Um, I like that stuff. And then I just want to see what, what was left on that cutting room floor. You think there's like a more then, brutal cut? Yeah. And that trailer, dude, they show you like they're both at the church. Like the two girls are like, here's a day at our church. And like if that dad was like an atheist, so why would the fuck would that one girl be at the church? I could see there there being some pretty grueling stuff in this that maybe yeah. they cut out. I would have to assume there was like a happy ending where they both lived. Yeah. That's why they were both at church. But I don't know. What do you think they're gonna what, there's you know, there's supposedly there's two more of these fucking I saw, movies coming I saw out? When, I saw when I was writing my uh, my own script what? word for word for this movie I had to write a synopsis for that there was another <laughs> movie being made. It was like what... it was like uh, Exorcist the yeah. Hunter and then Exorcist the Killer. <sighs> Exorcist ends. I mean, not can maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> movie. Them. I don't I'll care. Be, if, yeah, if it's a David Allen Green movie, I'll fucking You're watch right. it. Yeah, get David Allen Green to make these movies. <laughs> David Allen Green Fuck instead yeah. of David Allen Greer. <laughs> yeah, I fucking was it Greer. Yeah, David, David Gordon Allen. Green is who. Dave, what's her, what, Wait, what's the director? This, this, name? this one's David Gordon Green, and then David Allen Greer is oh, uh, in Living Color. David Orange yeah. Green. Yeah, that guy's really good. <laughs> I want him to be in there. I was fucking shocked once I saw Danny McBride's name popped up. Yeah, because I wasn't like I didn't like do any research or beforehand. I was just like Danny McBride. <laughs> yeah, it's like God damn it! Why is he in all these movies? <laughs> they, they're like, well, they're like homeboys. Well, I didn't. Ex- I didn't even know who directed it. Like I didn't even like really pay attention <laughs> to his name. So once the, the name yeah. Danny McBride just came up, I was like, oh, he just does all these Blumhouse like remake movies. <laughs> Fucking cool. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll pull a Brent on this one and say he probably hasn't seen this movie. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> no, I think he's just homeboys with the guy. They have like a production, yeah, have a production company team together. Oh, yeah. but I don't think he's like. Here's what you need to do, dude. <laughs> Every fucking Exorcist movie that they, they goes on to live, not this one. Boom, she goes to hell. <laughs> that's that's Danny McBride. That's my, that's my Kenny Powers. If you haven't seen uh, that show He's in like ten down. years, <laughs> I will say when that trailer for Thanksgiving came on, and I I seen that trailer like a million times. I did not realize Eli Roth's name was attached to it. Yeah, and so like. Me and four other people that were in my screening for the Exorcist movie, once it said Eli Roth Thanksgiving, we all I, I didn't say it out loud, I said it in my head, but like five people in front of me was like, Eli Roth? <laughs> and I was like, why is that weird? But I was like, it is kind of weird. He's like, back. <laughs> Did people not remember that this was like a trailer? Yeah, in, it was, a, it was in, in the Grindhouse? Planet Planet Terror movies. Yeah. But when that trailer came, I was like, oh, they're really making that fucking movie? I never remember that. It's Eli yeah, Roth yeah, yeah, that yeah. did that trailer. Yeah. I just assumed it was Rob Zombie or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eli Roth is c- coming back around, I guess. There's this uh, animated series that just came out. on. You Hulu. can watch it on Hulu and Hulu and something else. It's called Fright Crew with a K. Crew. It's like a horror thing. That's an Eli Roth thing, too. I was very surprised to see yeah, that. Yeah, he's like the hostile guy. He's yeah. like a crazy, brutal thing, and he's doing like a... A scooby-doo kind of cartoon show yeah for kids he, love, he loves horror bro it's like <laughs> his thing yeah but for little kids like a anime like I'm sure a you grew up on scooby-doo i don't know it's fine yeah is it good 
uh, more satisfying than probably that movie's gonna be. Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just happy to see. Oh, there's a killer on the loose. Well, hold up. There was already. Um, there is like a Thanksgiving horror movie about these like pilgrims that come to this house and start murdering the family. It's pretty awesome. I forget what the name of it is though. Oh well. Or called Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you can really copyright it. <laughs> Turkey Day. Yeah. So what else is on the docket, Dylan? Uh, well, this is uh, for you three, because uh, you got to tell me more about this film. I did not watch it. But what I heard from the trailer when I watched it, I guess it's like based in a remote village. Two brothers find like a demon-infected man, it looks like in the trailer, just about to give birth to evil itself, I, I figure. <laughs> Uh, they decide to get rid of the man, but like I guess they merely succeed in helping him to deliver the Inferno, and it's in Spanish. Is that why you didn't watch it? Is because it's in Spanish? No, I that's was, what uh, you said. I, I don't know how if you were joking or not. No, I did not watch it, but not because it's in Spanish. That'd be really I, would, funny. I would watch subtitles, but sometimes if there's like too much happening on screen, and I'm forced to kind of read something at the same time, I, my brain like immediately starts reading. I was uh, smitten. I'm smitten with this film. Me too. Yeah, it's a, it's in Argentina. It's like rural Argentina oh. that this happens. I know it's like a, the laziest comparison in the world, but it feels uh, very Romero esque. Mm-hmm. I'd say um, not just because there's like you know a plague of quasi zombies, but it deals with a world in which these like infected creatures kind of spread, and they have very specific sets of rules. And it's also like deeply cynical. Um, and that's all, you know, Romero uh, staples, you know, like the the parts of Romero that people who say they're influenced by Romero never pay attention to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, so this ha- has like that feel in a more of an authentic way than I, I know of anyone else to take up. I think you could argue that any horror master that's ever made a great classic horror movie could appreciate this. You go back to Hitchcock and you go, this slaps. Yeah, and these so and it's like I don't know has its like the way they play by the rules in terms of like there's it's not it's it's not zombies no there's like these things they call the rotten you don't really know where they come from mm-hmm. you kind of don't know how to kill them you know how to like not mess it up for yourself there's like right. guidelines seven but even, rules yeah but even those are not like ironclad they're mm-hmm. kind of more folklore than science. And like the movie starts and you are in this world and it's not like crazy zombie apocalypse. It's like, oh shit, we got one of those guys that turns into some big thing. And uh, we talked about, you know, characters making dumb decisions when you stop caring about them earlier this episode. Mm-hmm. One guy's like, oh shit, we got one of those guys. We need to get the fuck out of here. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and does what you, the viewer, are like screaming at everyone These, to do in this movie. Yeah, the, every adult in this movie makes adult decisions. Yes. Yeah. Quickly. The entire time. Wisely. And again, yep. it's because that gives the world a lived in feel. Like yeah. again, they've they've gone through these kind of infectious phases before so they're not like oh geez i don't know let's mess around with it they're just like no we got to go burn your clothes burn everything yep. throw it away doesn't matter we're going like they know how to act and that's great for you the viewer to watch because you're like oh shit this is immersive you know this is the world like mm-hmm. you know all these kind of tricks that you can do as a filmmaker to get you uh the viewer like settled into this story and invested in it and uh most of the time you have like here's a simple premise here are the characters in the premise 
and then there's stuff like vampire movies, right? Mm-hmm. Where the premise is so done that it's like they're vampires, but it's in Alaska or there's some new <laughs> twist to it. This movie jumps right to the twist part, like the advanced move. Like there's these kind of demons that hop around and possess people and make them crazy. And he's got to save his nonverbal autistic son, mm-hmm. which is like a complication that I feel most filmmakers would be way too afraid to include for a lot of reasons. Um, not the least of which is that it theoretically slows your story down, right? Mm-hmm. If you have a, we got to get out of here story and you're adding complications to it. And he brings his mom along. So elderly women and children with disabilities. Just a little kid too. Yeah. You know, he's like, we got to get our family. We got to go. He's divorced from his wife. He has a restraining order against him. So it's just, again, insanely further complications that if you were to just try to be telling a simple story, you wouldn't include that stuff mm-hmm. because it's like, Uh, what is it? Hat on a hat, right? You already have (laughs) this complicated stuff going on, introducing this world of lore. You're not going to add all this other shit, but if you're fucking good, you can add all that other shit out the gate. If you map this thing out, you know what I mean? And and every little decision you make and and like the telling of this story is airtight and you vetted it with people, this is what you can get. This is what's possible with a horror movie. And then we're, we're leaving out that in addition to this just guy running away story, like it's peppered with some of the most insane death scenes and like Nuts. Uh, brutal gore. Harrowing. Yeah. And again, a weaker movie would be like, it's a gore movie. We're just going to show gore stuff. But this is like... There's several scenes... They're working on everything Yes, yeah, there's like There's like several scenes in this movie, or several kills rather, that if it was just one of those in another movie, it, that movie would still be talked about. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the movie where they did so-and-so. This, there's just a series of them. And, and there's a point where I think there's like three in pretty rapid succession where you're like, Oh my fucking god! They went there, <laughs> and it's yeah. all—it's all in service of this story, like this visceral gore and stuff. But it's but the all... story's better than the kills, and yeah. it—and it's like, yeah, well, if you're not watching one thing, another shows up, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to hear the complaint that a movie is like they put too much stuff into it, or like it's too busy. No, they just didn't do it well. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this movie has a lot happening. But uh, yeah, it's all servicing this greater story and it's all leading to a place. And uh, I was really taken aback with it. You were saying about like where you want to, you want to see the, the people on screen do what you would want to do. Um, because there's all these human elements, those added complications and things, you see the people on screen as human people. <laughs> You're like, yeah, he has a baby mama and she's giving him pushback on he's trying to do this. That's just what would happen. You yeah. Know? He's saying a plague is happening. She's saying, you're lying. Yeah. <laughs> Why <like>, wouldn't she? <laughs> it, it's so cool because it's like, this is the real world. Mm. They've already established that there's precedent for this. There are experts that are supposed to come out and clean these people up and stuff. And everything about it just feels like a real world. And so it's extra harrowing mm. when you're seeing all these people, or the brothers anyway, act right do right, do their best, living their real lives, and this crazy stuff is happening. Yeah. Like That's how it would be so scary. You get to kind of feel like they might feel where they are just trying to live their lives and this is just the horrifying world that they live in. It is really, Existential really... dread, you know, yeah. like just like seeping like in every frame. It's really cool. There's movies that you just kind of feel like they make you feel claustrophobic. Yeah. Like there's no way that you'll be able to win this. <laughs> and uh, it kind of has that vibe. Yeah, and it's the, you know, the dark, cynical ending. You're not like, why would you do that? You're like, 
fuck, they did that. All right, uh-huh. <laughs> this is how this story is told. And they, and they did like yeah, there's like a little breadcrumb crumb trail leading to that the entire time. Yeah, it's not but it's not like for. A, yeah, but it's yeah, you're right. It's it's done with craft, you know. So yeah. you're just like, damn, I saw what they were setting up, and it and it went there. But the journey to get there didn't go the way I thought it would necessarily. I mean, I knew some horrible, terrible yeah. things were going to happen, and they did. But and they and they just combined so many things that you've seen in other horror movies, but they did it seamlessly. Like even like the Brood of Children, right? You know, right. like it, it could have been another movie, but it works within this universe too. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a high wire act they're yeah. pulling off with this one. Yeah, and I think we're kind of intentionally not giving too much away. Because I think, needless to say, we all really hope you'll watch this yeah. film. <laughs> Can, uh, question for you: Can because there's there's always a tendency when something is this good and it's in a foreign language to remake it in America. Can American studios remake this effectively? No, because then it just becomes. Uh, I mean, they'll they'll remake. I every time I see a good foreign movie, I'm like, oh, they're gonna remake it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they will. But um, it has that feel to it, you know. It's perfect. It, yeah, yeah, it's ready made. But just the fact that they would set it in America, it would oh, inevitably yeah. have this kind of like post-COVID undertone, and uh, like it would be a commentary on lockdowns or commentary on anti-vaxxers, or it would just end up being something that it wasn't. Yeah, like in it, the it, movie, it gets inserted into like a culture war versus like, yeah, yeah, just. existing in a vacuum and if the effects aren't practical like they are in this and like Mm -hmm. they're not as ruthless or violent or if they're more violent if there's more of a fixation or obsession i mean if it's more over the top then it turns into like a dead alive or something like that not that that's a bad thing but that's just not it's not what what the the essence of this is and so it's just i mean i'm not saying anything new here but you either change so much of it that there's no point to it and you kill the things that made it special or you tell such a faithful telling of it that there's no need to make it so i don't know i, I would hope that it doesn't happen just because it was like kind of shitting on something that's actually pretty unique um but yeah I they did um there was one uh let the right one in it was kind of like the uh i think it might have been a finished film like the yeah. vampire movie but they remade it here and the remake was was okay but it, you know it, it's, i still prefer the original yeah so like, that's why i asked the, the question but yeah i mean it's i i would kind of hate to see it remade i would like if, if there was a way for like a remake to draw more eyes onto this original film great fine whatever but I don't know. I think you're right. It might. And yeah, then you just confuse. It ends yeah. up confusing people. I mean, whatever. They're good. People will do whatever makes it money, you know, and yeah. including sequels and prequels and all that yeah. bullshit. And um, I don't know. It's like it's almost like uh, seeing like we're watching Evil Dead in 1982, and just like, whoa, my god, that's so cool. And they could make a bunch of these. This could wind up running into the ground, or they could never do anything with it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of doesn't matter because you have this one like really uh, unique, special kind of thing. So it's fine. It's crystalline. Um, but yeah, hopefully they don't kind of besmirch it because yeah. it's a it's a really unique and interesting watch. And I think the f- foreign element maybe gives it like an air of, a false air of highbrow-ness to it that maybe attracts the kind of audience yeah. that isn't just going to want to bunch of fun co-pops based on the, it the people that love the original shining will also love this there's like there is like there's a little bit of a thread in there yeah i mean yeah, it's like you know yeah. there's exploding bodies and like total gore and stuff but there's some fancy looking shit in here it's, it's art house enough 
I think so too. And yeah, the way it was shot, like even like when they had the, the camera mounted on the car, it's very simple to do, but like they thought of it. Yeah, like I said, it just felt like a completely mapped out universe and a completely mapped out film where it's yes. like, yeah, we we covered everything that could potentially be a flaw for this. Yeah, well thought yeah. out and yeah. intentional. What do you what do you do you have? Um, this is we got some recency bias here, but you have this or um, talk to me. Talk to me. I I I thought about that on the drive over here because I just got out of the theater and. I thought Talk to Me couldn't be topped for this year, but I th- I think this did it. I feel way more confident saying this is an instant classic than I did Talk to Me because Talk to Me I like I think you know you kind of gotta like give it some time you know yeah. see like see how people really respond to it. This I think anybody that's ever enjoyed a horror movie in any capacity will immediately watch this and go, oh, this makes me feel the same way I felt watching you know this movie or that movie. But I think it also like introduces a lot of new things. It feels fresh. It feels new while also conjuring everything that you love about the genre. Steen, where do you where do you where do you have it at your power ranking, horror movie power ranking of this year? Yeah, this one or uh, well, I assume it's this one or Talk to Me. But do you have another one that another proper horror film holstered that The Nun Two, <laughs> Insidious Red Door, Boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, I'd say this one is like first with a pretty wide margin. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Talk to Me was good. I was um, impressed by it. I was pleasantly surprised, but it is still, you know, a teen horror movie. Yeah, it is. It is does have that. It's like a very timely, you mm-hmm. know, it's very very Gen Z, very right now. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, this one, it's it's just also nicer to see grown folk running around. Grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one one of the things that you were saying about uh, like remaking this, well. I just think it's annoying to remake something and just to put it in English. I think remaking something that's was a foreign movie only makes sense if you're adapting it to be better understood for like a Western audience, let's say, than yeah. um, like an Eastern film or yeah, something. Yeah, because there's like like a regional like uh, maybe like tradition or something like that, or or a cultural thing that we wouldn't necessarily lock into. Yeah, something yeah. that doesn't translate quite the same mm-hmm. way, like not just like putting subtitles that would make it make more sense. Um, this movie also, I don't think it needs that. And there's not that much dialogue. Like, right. It's a pretty quiet movie. And usually when crazy stuff is happening, you don't need to be reading what, what is, what is happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I don't think that you would need to, you can read during those parts. <laughs> it's, it's not that much, but yeah, the, mostly it's like the vibe of it. And the vibe is really cool. I mean, I'm sure they would put it like in rural rural America, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. like Alabama like or something, or like, something that. like that. Yeah. And yeah. whatever. But I really appreciate this movie because we watch a lot of horror movies. And I've never been afraid of a, of a horror movie or like felt weird about one or anything. But I love when movies like this just kind of unsettled or just kind of unsettling. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm very glad you did all this. (laughs) Like so many people wouldn't have done it or would do it, overdo it or something. This is like so um, tastefully done, which is a funny term to use. People are getting their guts strewn about the place. Yeah, as as ridiculous as as some of it is. But it doesn't come off as being silly, like a saw, you know, all this stuff. It comes off as being horrifying in this terrible world they live in. There was like a hundred percent, like just brain rocked effect in, in my showing. I think it was about seven, eight people. The, the the entire credits ran. People were just still just sitting there in the dark, <laughs> like completely <laughs> silent. Like somebody finally went, 
like they exhaled and then stood up and, and walked out. You know, and then everybody was like, oh, okay, yeah, we got to leave the theater. <laughs> and uh, one other thing before we move on, um, a developing through line in, in the horror movies that we, we tend to have like a really strong affinity toward, attention to detail in terms of flies. This one had flies in it, you know what I mean? Around, you know, uh, dead bodies and such. As a small moment, but it was, it was a nice touch. I was like, I- I'm in. <laughs> so uh, uh, when evil lurks, I, I think is a bad name for the movie. But <laughs> uh, me gusta or no bueno? I'm gonna say uh, me gusta. It's a fine film, obviously. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, I don't think that the language is a barrier. And I really like the brothers too. Yeah, like they're cool characters. And I think I just think that that's a cool dynamic. And I and I like them together. Very good. It seems to be playing. Is it just an art theater? I don't know. I don't know. It's it playing in the wider. theater. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I think it's on Shutter or it's a Shutter movie. Yeah, I think so it might know. be on Shutter because my, my my friend that doesn't really go to the movie theater said he saw it last night. So I think it must be on Shutter too. Um, don't be afraid to watch this movie. As high as I can rank a movie in general this year, I'm, I'm giving it to this one because it's it's something else. If you if you appreciate that genre, this is essential. Dylan, cue us up for the closer. The big one, the one that matters, the number one movie at the blockbuster office called Paw Patrol Big Movie, Big Mighty Movie. Okay. <laughs> is that what it's called? Because I actually wrote. Movie. I, actually, I think my uh, my my autocorrect says big instead of the. No, it says Paw Patrol Magical. <laughs> nah, I don't. I don't think it meant to do. I think, I think it's, it's just Paw Patrol. The Mighty, mighty, mighty Movie. Mighty Movie. Well, Colin. Um, I like to base off, again, these movies we rattled off today, you know, Exorcist, The Royal Hotel, Evil Lurk. Um, if they're not first place like Paw Patrol is, they're not good movies. Gives a shit, dude. Hard to argue logic. They're not good. Second place isn't first. <laughs> What's the real Royal Hotel? Where is that at? Like eight? Not good. I like the film, sure. Outstanding. It's not Paw Patrol. Sadly, I did not watch this film. Mm. <laughs> I, I really wanted to, but I could not, for the life of me, the weekends, could not get the fucking time to go watch a movie <laughs> during the showing times. Uh, anyway, Paw Patrol, the mighty movie. Uh, the Paw Patrol pups gain superpowers after a meteor strikes uh, strikes Adventure City, right? They live in Adventure City, yes. Yes. And then, like, uh, however, things take a turn for the worse when... Humdinger and a mad scientist steal their powers and turn themselves into supervillains. Did that happen? Um, I Humding. So the supervillain lady, she meets up with Humdinger in jail. So he's kind of ancillary, but okay. he is part of it. But you all know Humdinger from the Paw Patrol. Yeah, franchise. yeah, we're all familiar. But uh, as the team springs into action to save the city, Sky soon learns that even the smallest pup can make the biggest difference. Directed by Cal Brunker. Uh, I think it's actually Ingmar Bergman. <laughs> uh, David Lynch. What's uh, the guy you guys like? David Allen Coe? What's that guy's David name? David Allen Coe. David Cronenberg. This is directed Cronenberg. by David Allen Coe. Um, yeah, yeah, listen. One of the most coherent superhero movies I've seen in a long time. As <laughs> they, plots or what? Yeah. They, yeah, they stick to the beats. They, uh, I, I always get frustrated when I see like a Lego movie or something like this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, okay. 
All right. Oh, wait. A, those are the superpowers? I got okay. a question then. Yes. The pup, uh, Paw Patrol Mighty Movie mm-hmm. or DC Super Pets? I think I like this one more. Damn, okay. And Super Pets wasn't bad. Yeah, but, that's, uh, a, that's a big thing. So I remember when that trailer or when we saw that film, you said... That's probably the best superhero movie you've seen. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't say best. I said most coherent, just because like no, you, said you can that was actually the best in a m- long time. You can actually follow what's happening in the movie, which mm. is <laughs> just the bare minimum of like <laughs> cogency. <laughs> and uh, this this does have that. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, you know, listen, watched it with a, a theater full of children screaming their <laughs> fucking heads off. <laughs> I told them all to shut up. <laughs> trying to watch guys this. liberty liberty is trying to find out what her powers are please tell folded me. hands intently watching <laughs> tell me what happened you texted me when it happened apparently uh what was the opener oh yeah you opened and it's dora the explorer like a short oh yeah and like she tell like i don't know if you know dora lore but she's just like kids everyone yell as loud as you can <laughs> swipe her no swiping i'm like oh man they're priming these fucking yeah. kids to scream during this movie like literally and uh and they 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 did. I mean, they were they were like genuinely stoked. Like, no, yeah. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> were they thing. crying? Okay. No, Aww. but w- one time, one of them was like, "What happened?" Uh, <laughs> <you know? confused. laughs> okay. But my favorite was twice that I remember something would come on screen, and there was this one kid in particular, like, <gasps> <laughs> all stoked. Yeah, and then uh, there's like, it's funny because you said that Sky does something, and it reminded me that another thing that happens. Guy does something, and then yeah, Sky. Yeah. We had some Sky stands in attendance yeah. for sure. <laughs> Were they dressed up as dogs? No. Yeah. Uh. Um, and uh, oh, one one good joke. They all come out and they're all in like superpowered form. Oh, yeah. And this guy's like, uh, so, oh. so in the Paw Patrol world, these 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 dogs are like superheroes no, or like policemen. Yeah, they just civil they're, servants. They go to everything. There's a fire Paw Patrol. There's a meteor, Paw Patrol. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but now all of a sudden they get powers from the meteor. So they're like, they're all new with a new th- outfits and new accessories. Sorry, parents. <laughs> yeah. There's like a newscaster. And he's like, wow, look at this. They can do all this new stuff. And, you know. And listen, I, I pre-gamed with some Exo Squad, <laughs> the shittiest cartoon that no one remembers. But I watched some of that and I was like, this cartoons are best when they are made to sell toys and i'm watching paw patrol i'm like oh this is this is that this is a cartoon that's made to sell toys and it's uh does a good job so uh yeah fuck your 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 adventure time your regular show no sell me a product god damn it and this is selling me dogs dressed as superheroes dog in a fire truck (laughs) dog in an airplane or no a jet airplane yeah <laughs> sky flies a jet oh okay fair <laughs> enough that makes sense of her yeah. so uh so so paw patrol the mighty movie <laughs> oh, that's it? Oh, do we need to fucking yeah i want to hear more like what happens in the it? film yeah. you said there's a storyline I mean, what did you like about what did it I, like about? I just liked that it was uh like it, it went it went by quickly it was like kind of a classic story you know it's like the character's got to have an arc you got to have a bad guy you got to beat the bad guy. You got to find out what your powers are. You got to work together. You got to make it seem like you can't win. And then you do win by the power of teamwork. Like it's just a really simple story like that. And those stories are kind of always satisfying. 
which is why it's confusing when you watch the Loki show on Disney and they're like, we've got to connect the timelines, but the time Lords were lying the whole time. And <laughs> now we've got all kinds of timelines, like fucking spoilers. Right. I didn't get to see. Can that. we get a goddamn <laughs> mad scientist to like take their superpowers and then they have to beat them with the power of friendship, please. Can you just tell that kind of story? And uh, yeah, I was, we were obviously watching this out of contrition more than anything and a slight irony i guess for the for the listeners back home can you explain the word contrition that's for the <laughs> listeners i knew exactly what that meant yeah it's like kind of like you know okay we have to watch every movie we'll watch fucking paw patrol fine god damn it uh sit down watch fucking paw patrol and then it's like halfway through you're like <laughs> damn damn sky's backstory is pretty tragic <laughs> I could see why it's really important to her to have the flying powers. <laughs> well, you know, it's, you know it's fucked up. For the listeners back home, there's like an back abundant home. amount of Paw Patrol buckets and cups in the room right now. They converted us. They 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 got the they tricked them to buy the buckets and cups. I'm not gonna lie, we have been converted to a children's franchise recently. Mm, it's true. It's not Paw Patrol. Monster High, baby. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, they just dropped the sequel on Paramount. The movie, I think. yeah, yeah, tremendous. It's a great, great franchise. We've been missing out. Can't say I had that the same affinity for Paw Patrol, but you know, the Mighty movie didn't win us over like the Monster High movies did. But yeah. it's funny. Um, one of my aunts was even like, "What's the anim? There's another movie that's coming out. It has like a lot of different people doing voices for it, like a bunch of different people." And I'm like, "I don't, I don't remember." And I was like, "What is even the animated movie coming out?" And it was Paw Patrol. And then you look it up, and it's like, "Oh yeah, tons of names attached to this thing. That's crazy." I'd never seen anything about Paw Patrol before. I just know that every single child is obsessed <laughs> with them. And so I was like, "All right, there's multiple dogs, lots of celebrities." No, no, <laughs> the celebrities play like have like Chris Rock has one line, Kim Kardashian has three, her kids have a handful of them. <laughs> Serena Williams is in it. One line, maybe. Yeah. So you know, don't don't if you're if you're just a Serena Williams fan, you want to know her voice acting skills. This isn't going to be the movie for you. It's not going to convert you. No. It was fine. It was very fun. But uh, yeah, they, they, those are just there to to bait you. Yeah. Really and probably because their kids like the show a lot. They want to see oh, their, their mom. Kids. Yeah. yeah. So overall, Paw Patrol, mighty movie. Um, would you? Is it up, up, and away, or should we have this one euthanized? I'm going to say up, up, and away. Don't let it die at a kennel. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's actually a surprisingly fine movie. Not as bad as it could be. Not a total slog. Um, fine. Up, up, and away to Paw Patrol. The number one movie at the box office. Raining champ, number one. The better movie of this Took out everyone else. Up, up, and away. Yeah, Sky. Yeah. <laughs> Do they say that? Up, up, and away? No. Oh. <laughs> they like howl. Oh, well, they're... Do- okay, fair yeah. enough. Uh, but there's also a boy. Yeah, human I boy. I don't know why there's a yeah, human the boy. Yeah, the Paw Patrol is led by a regular human boy. Yeah. Is there a- humans in the world? I thought yeah. it was all dogs. Oh, no. It's like... It's, it's, it's a human world. I've been lied to. But I and think then- all dogs <laughs> talk and no cats do. Deal yeah. with it. <laughs> no other animals. Just dogs. Talk. But dogs all dogs, because Kim Kardashian is a dog, and she's just like... Talking to him. Yeah, and no one's acting surprised. So it's not like just the Paw Patrol talk. Can you give me her lines? 
Um, Does she say what's up? No, she says that she wants to join them, but not like to fight or anything, but like maybe to handle their social media or something. He plays a poodle. Oh, fancy. Okay. Does the poodle have like eyelashes? Uh, she's done up. She does come out of a salon, dude. I don't know why I assume it's like a really like yeah, it's <laughs> drawn not, up. It's not like you would think it is. No, but uh, yeah, you know, it's colorful. It moves quickly. I definitely was falling asleep at some point, but you know, that's just because action scenes in these kind of movies are always really boring. But uh, for kids, oh yeah, they loved it. There we go. We did it. We watched the number one movie at the box office, the undefeated reigning champ. The highest grossing film of all time, <laughs> Paw Patrol, Mighty Movie. And we watched three other movies that don't count because they didn't make as much money. Mm. Dylan, <laughs> tell the people what we're watching next. Unlimited. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. Next week, we got The Strange Way of Life with added bonus human voice. Two short films put into one? I don't know. But we're going to find out. Shelter and Solitude, I literally don't know what this movie is about, but let me tell you, I'm looking forward to find out. Then we got She Came to Me, featuring hard-hitting legends Peter Dinklage, Anne Hathaway, and Marissa Tomei, and so many other people. I guess it's a romantic comedy, I'm really looking forward to this one. Anyway, everybody, see you at the movies. Bye!